podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast with me, PB. And today I am joined by JB. Hello, JB. Hello. How are you? I am so happy to be speaking to you again after a while. Brilliant. You sound it. And we also have Pet with us today. Hello, Pet. Hello, how's it going? Pet, you sound, you, you you also sound less sound... enthusiastic. <laughs> Somehow I... you sound less enthusiastic. Well, we were supposed to start 32 minutes ago. Yeah, we've had to listen to JB just talking nonsense for 30 minutes. So, And now we're going to us... record the same thing. <laughs> We were, we were supposed to do a 30-minute recording 30 minutes ago. It's not my fault that Ollie's blind was just hammering against his window. For the listeners, this is what I have to deal with with these two. 30 minutes pre-chat and uh, who knows what's going to happen after. But we're here today to talk about Ben White. And we don't want to curse the signing, but I think we're pretty sure now if anyone avoids the, the transfers or the chat and reports... Just to recap, Arsenal in advance talks with Brighton over the signing of Ben White. The deal is likely to be worth around 50 million and personal terms will not be a problem. So this is Ben White, England and Brighton defender. And we're here today to just talk a little bit about the signing, what it means for the rest of the squad, what we think about the signing. Obviously, big money, big money move from Arsenal um, early in the window um, and what it might mean for everything else. So before we get started, I just Googled his injury record because I know we love to talk about injuries. Oh, I have good numbers for you on this. I saw them doing the rounds last night. Well, what I've just seen says he's never had an injury. Okay. So he he played under Bielsa in the championship last season. Mm-hmm. Guess how many games he played? Well, all of them, I guess. Correct. He played 90 minutes in all 46 games. Yeah. And then I think he played 36 games in the Premier League this season. That's true, yeah. He played 46 championship games under Bielsa. So basically, think. he's a robot. Yeah, and uh, injury history suggests he hasn't had one. So that's always a good sign. We will fix that. <laughs> yeah, I think Thomas Partey was similar, wasn't he? And he spent most of the season. Didn't Thomas uh, Partey had like 13 days out in his career or something, came here and then has had like 13 months out. Yeah. So Very we will fix awesome. that then, right? Very Arsenal, but I think White. I mean, part of the reason his fee is going to be so high is because his Premier League um, experience. I guess it was one season and one season in the Championship. We take bets on what season he makes his debut in. <laughs> his durability is certainly one of the one of the factors. I think that's contributed um, to the fee. And as you say, JB, a Bielsa side of of all teams to be able to play every single minute of not just 38, 46 games. That is, that's pretty remarkable. So there's one positive before we kick off. Before we, we sort of delve into why, I just want to get um, both of your thoughts on what you thought about our CB situation before this came to light. So obviously we've got Saliba coming back from loan, David Luiz, contract expired. JB, how, how bothered were you about us bringing in a new centre-back this summer of any kind? Because I know some people pinned a lot of hopes on on Saliba coming straight in. Others uh, were not so confident. So how did you feel about sort of our current crop of of centre-backs before White um, comes in? 
Yeah, I would I would say it was an area that we very obviously could improve, but not one that I had down as a priority. Um mm-hmm. which I think I've summed up pretty well to be honest. I liked the David Luiz was probably our best centre back last season, and clearly that skill set disappeared from the team. Mm-hmm. Um and, and we all probably assumed that Saliba was the answer. And you know, he might be right. We don't really know what's going on there, and I'm sure we'll come on to that. But I, I guess the most valuable aspect of David Luiz's game, apart from he was he was probably underrated as a defender because of the calamities, was his longer passing range, which was really useful for us trying to break teams down, whether it was the kind of floated ball over the top into the channel on the right or that long diagonal switch. Um, and we know Holding doesn't have that. So the question was, if it's that important to Arteta, what's the plan? Now, again, I know Saliba's passing numbers are good. His dribbling numbers are good. Who knows? It might be that like that switch, that longer ball is such an important weapon for Arteta that he's gone out for that. I don't know if, if 50 million says, you know, you don't necessarily go and 50, spend 50 million pounds just for someone who can pass long, but... Yeah, it, it was kind of how do we replace David Luiz? I think that people point to our defensive record and understandably it was fine. Right, It was one of the better records in the league, I think. Um, third best. But obviously there's a lot. Third best, there you go. And, and there's, there's just a lot more that you need from your defence. So clearly this was a ball progression conversation, right? We didn't mm. score enough goals. And I think if the manager decides that's because we're not getting it forward either quickly enough or well enough then you need someone there. So, yeah, like I think we all agree midfield's the priority, but I'm not going to complain. Um, and again, another conversation, I think it comes back to resource allocation, right? If, if we do this and then we don't have money left for a midfielder, it looks a bit weird. But in isolation, I can understand why we would have gone and just signed a first-choice right centre-back. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Pat, you got anything to, to add on that one? Look, if I'm honest, I haven't been listening to a word JB's just said. <laughs> but I just back to CB, the original question you asked. Yeah. I couldn't understand. Which I answered very well. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. But I couldn't understand how Arsenal fans did not think we needed another centre back. Like, David Luiz was, as JB did mention, this bit I did hear, our best centre back last season. I think probably by quite a distance. And the other thing was, like, for me, he markedly made Gabriel, who is obviously like a reasonably big investment for us at centre-back, much better. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's because they both speak Portuguese, um, whether he's just very good at organising him or whether their kind of um, style of play is just match quite well. I'm not too sure um, if it was something specific, but that was quite important, I think. Arteta and the kind of team at Arsenal obviously looked at that uh, as well as the fact that a lot of our kind of ball progression especially from the back came from David Luiz I think I referenced this a lot on the show over the last kind of couple of months was when we miss Luiz and suddenly you have a Bellerin and holding right side of your defense like who passes forward mm-hmm. it's it's very concerning isn't it like Gabriel and Tierney, fair enough. Like you can definitely see where the ball progression is, especially when you have Jacker at left centre back. But suddenly, if you have like a a triangle of, let's say El Neni, which which happened at times, right? El Neni holding and Bellerin, 
that's not very good is it um mm. specifically from a ball progression standpoint so i'm not the thing is right as well it's always harder to replace these types of profiles the the kind of breaking the lines ball playing center back or the the defense splitting uh, central midfielder right like I think it's a lot easier for us to replace um, you know an El Nenny rather than a Xhaka in the same way that it'd be a lot easier for us to replace Rob Holding than it is David Luiz um, and, and I think you know the price tag is big but David Luiz we did pay eight million up front for him eight million wages and I think it was like an eight million uh, fee to his agent wasn't it so we are only paying double that for a guy who's 10 years younger than him uh, and homegrown and has the English premium on him. So, you know, players are going for a lot these days. Um, mm. And I, I I mean, one question I had for you guys was what, what do you think he would have gone for if he hadn't made the England squad? Because I'm fairly certain that's added about 10 to 15 percent to his price tag quite easily yeah i don't think it would be a huge amount less i like because they turned down nearly 30 million a year ago and he had a full season in the premier league i can't see him going for under 40 even mm. without england yeah because they don't need to sell i'm just googling what did they turn down for lewis dunk last year so they turned down quite a big offer didn't they when or was it two years ago hundred million when Maguire was it like 40 went million to, or something ridiculous? I think it might have been. Was that Everton or am I making that up? No, it was Leicester. It was Leicester. Leicester. They had the Maguire money. Was that last summer? Not as much as the uh, Arteta money. I mean, he was linked to Chelsea for 40 million Leicester, last summer. City reportedly agreed 45 million pound deal for Lewis Dunk. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, and he was what, 27 at the time? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it adds a little bit, but but not. A huge amount. Um, I think it maybe sped up Arsenal and made Arsenal more aggressive in in negotiations. Dunk is um, twenty nine now, so he was probably twenty eight a year ago. If, if time is constant, I think it was a couple of years ago. To be fair, but yeah, I think you both make good points. I think um, losing Louise is uh, underestimated by a lot of fans. Um, we took him for granted a little bit. I mean, his mistakes massively hindered us. I'm not taking that away. Um, but we we have to replace everything else that he brought to the team. And, and I think some people forgetting that. I think ball carrying and progressing the ball, uh, as you say, Pat, not just in terms of ha- passing it, but being comfortable to dribble out of defence. Mm. That, that's massively something which you don't see Rob Holding doing, for example. Um, we haven't seen what Saliba is like at doing that in the Premier League. And I think Gabriel um, can do it, but as you touched on again, Pat, I think Gabriel is a very good player. He needs the right partner, though. And I think the club have really looked for someone who can be um, Premier League experience, first and foremost, but also a good match for Gabriel. And, and it does seem that White may be a, a good sort of partner for him. Um, now that he is arriving, White, what, what do we think about the situation? So we confirmed the... Uh, another loan for Dinos Mavropanos, um, who, who who played well last season in the Bundesliga, and there was some talk of potentially him getting a chance, but that's obviously uh, not going to be the case. But it still leaves us, if White does arrive, with White holding Saliba, uh, Pablo Mari, and Gabriel. Um, that's five sort of centre backs. Callum Chambers can also play play at centre back, so. 
it does look a bit too crowded there when you consider we've, we've only got the Premier League and domestic cups this season. JB, without going down the Saliba rabbit hole too much, what would you want to happen rather than what you think maybe is going to happen? I think we need probably three more centre-backs. <laughs> I'm waiting for your serious answer to follow up. What would I like to happen? I would love White, Saliba and Gabriel as like a three option. Um, and the reality is you probably need a couple of, well, one other plus Chambers. Mm. So something that sees like a first choice right back plus Chambers, who's your fifth centre back. So yeah, White, Gabriel, Saliba and then one of Marie and Holding, if we can shift one of them. Like if you can get anything over 20 mil for Holding, I think that really justifies whatever you're doing with White. Mm. Um, and you've got some good young talent there. I, I wonder if the club would be that willing to have a, a kind of a bank of inexperienced centre-backs, especially given Arteta's... Uh, keenness to rely on experience when it matters mm. so i know white's uh, so, young but do, do you think that his sign because a lot of people when we were looking at um the likes of taps over and things thought holding's going to stay from the homegrown perspective and the premier league experience does a move for white potentially hint that you know we don't need that necessarily from from holding if, if that's all that he was gonna... yeah and i think we're a bit short still but i think it does allow us to sell holding if we want to um, and we we also don't have European football, so we can get away with a bit more on the homegrown front. But it's really tough. What I would say is that you don't pay fifty million for a centre back unless they are being signed to start, right? Mm. So I think you can read into that that, it, that that the plan would be White plus probably Gabriel as mm. as the first choice too, which is young and like you know that's a rock to build from for a long period of time it's just uh it's just difficult to know what the rest of the plan is like mm. i mean everyone's response to it is assuming saliba's off but there's just so many unknowns right we don't know what the saliba plan is we don't know how much money there is to spend on other people mm. there's just a lot that and, and no one wants to be told you've got to wait but i just think we do have to wait yeah and i think so, what saliba... some of the some of the tweets and the complaints i'm seeing should be being said in like late August, shouldn't they? I don't yeah, know like it's, it's not like... inherently bad for Saliba that White's coming in. Also, Saliba is 20, right? Like, I, I was saying this to a friend the other day. I was like, show me how many top, top teams have got, like, 20-year-old centre-backs starting for them, or even making 20 appearances for them a season. Yeah, like, I know it's not helpful, but you do then get into a conversation on... And I'm fine with it because I think it was a good signing. It still looks like a good signing. Like even if we sold him, we'd probably get our money back. But at the time, with the budget we had and the time we bought him, it does start it very to look strange, like yeah. spending thirty million on a player for three years' time. Like if you believe he's the next Rafa Varane, I still I, I do kind of get it still. But that thirty million could have gone a long way in other areas of the squad, still, and it could have also signed a longer term player. So. I don't yeah. know what the plan is. But, but we've got to remember when when he was signed, there was a different manager. There was a different um, setup. A whole different the exact team, yeah. So then it's not going to add up with what's happening now. 
you know, not just with Saliba, but with loads of other deals we've seen. But do you, um, do you think, like... I mean, that's not to excuse it's the, giving club. the club. It's giving the club a lot of credit to assume there was a plan. Oh, I don't do think, think the plan was he won't be in the first team for over two years after we sign him? No. Or do you think it was just like, he's going to be good, let's sign him and we'll figure it out? Or do you think it was, we're going to loan him out for a few years? Like, what do you think the thinking was? I think by now, by this season, for sure, they definitely would have wanted to integrate him in, in some way. Um, something's clearly happened in either off-the-pitch stuff, which we might find out one day, or, or, or purely based on the fact that they feel he's... And the stats do point to the fact that he is deficient um, in, in some key areas that they may view as, as really imperative. And as you say, for a 20-year-old to start in the Premier League, you know, we can't afford to teach, teach someone um, this season in the Premier League when it's all we've got. So I can understand the concerns of a 20-year-old that is really, really promising in some areas, but also does have um, some question marks next to him. Who's, I mean, without Fafana, let's ignore Fafana. Mm. I feel like Joe Gomez is quite a good parallel, right? Like, he's 24. His first proper Premier League season was was three years ago. So, a year older than Saliba is now. He played 23 league games. Mm. Three years before that, he'd played, a, like, half a championship season. So, there is that step up, right? I know he had injuries and other stuff, but like he's 24 with three seasons or four if you include this one, which he was injured for playing in the Premier League. Mm. I think as well, just to go back to what we've got currently, um, Saliba's actually been, he's, he's right-footed, but he has been playing a lot on the left side of, of a defence. So that is a quality that David Luiz had. Yeah. Um, didn't it? He played left or right very comfortably. And, I mean, we just don't know. Like, like, you could honestly... I mean, it, it won't happen, right? Because no one's got any money. But if this was another summer and I said after the season we've just had, someone's come and offered like 40 mil for Gabrielle, that wouldn't be the biggest surprise. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. we could, Let's not think like that. No, but we could realistically sell any of our existing centre-backs. Yeah, I could see any Premier League club coming for holding. I could see us getting a decent fee for Marie. And I could see a big-ish club looking at Gabrielle in the near future. So, fine, everyone's assuming it's Saliba, but you do just have to wait. Mm. Yeah, we, we have to wait and see. And I think people who follow me know that... Um, I'm not very tolerant and patient. <laughs> talked about selling holding before, but that that's not um, me saying that Marie shouldn't go first. It's more the fact that um, I think we could get around 20 million for holding. Marie, you're probably looking 10 mil tops, and I think they offer similar amounts of quality on the pitch. So it, it's more from a fee perspective that I think if we are selling one, my preference would be would be holding out, out of that set. Let's move on to to talk about some positives. We've already talked about um, White's injury history being a positive. When you look at um, uh, people on Twitter who who sort of follow statistical accounts, will notice that White isn't a massive standout in in any particular area of defending uh, or, or in terms of possession, but he seems to be fairly strong across the board, fairly consistent. But I think his his real sort of glowing reflections come more from from coaches and from scouts 
we've seen White was um, part of the extended England squad. He was left out initially. And on Trent Alexander-Arnold's injury, Southgate was extremely positive about White showing in training uh, and during the friendlies and decided he was the man to, to come in and take Trent's place. Um, Bielsa, as we've touched on, a very intelligent manager, trusted him with every single minute in the, in the championship season and saw them get promoted. And, and this season he's played um, extremely regularly for Brighton. Again, is, is very well thought of by, by Potter and coaches within the game. There's a lot of glowing reflections from him. Do you think it's fair to say that, JB, that um, it, it seems to be a lot of personal uh, in terms of like commitment and an attitude that, that really show as positives for White as well as, because the, the statistics don't particularly look like a £50 million player. Is that fair? Um, is it fair? Like, I think they're good things. And I think I don't think you play a full season under Bielsa without having those intangibles. Mm. Hashtag passion. But I would I would like to see a 50 million player profile strongly in certain areas. I know that data, like data is not great for centre backs. Um Being that with the know, signing of Mustafi. Mustafi, yeah, exactly. Mustafi's a good but but like that is evolving, right? So we Gabriel Paulista. We also don't know what Arsenal are using. Gabriel Paulista. Because we've got our own, we've got stat DNA, we've probably got our own ways of evaluating certain players, right? So Mm. Who knows? I think what I would say is that with defenders, certain skill sets profile higher in terms of value. So naturally, really good ball-playing defenders will command higher fees. Mm. And it's also like one of the most visible things. You can see he's a good carrier. You can see he's a good passer. You can see that he's someone you can just give the ball to and... and I can't wait for the Ben White blooper reel next season, but you know, trust him to do sensible things. So, it's very. I, I think it's a well. combination of things, right? Like if I if I said to you, how do you design a really expensive centre back? It would be like English, under twenty five, really good on the ball in the national team. Blah blah blah. Right? Mm. It it wouldn't be like heroic defender who makes amazing blocks and recovery tackles and whatever. Mm. So yeah, maybe it's a personality, maybe it's a reputation thing. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I think maybe those things factored into him being in the squad. Mm. Um, like Connor Cody's did, for example, because everyone loves Connor Cody because he's like a Liverpool guy and he's back center back in the back three. But he's not a brilliant footballer. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just I just think that like White ticks all the boxes for you know, even if he wasn't the most exciting player from an ability perspective, you're not going to get someone with his skill set for like under 25 mil. Mm. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I think you touched on a great point there in terms of statistics ain't brilliant for centre backs. You know, Mustafi and Gabriel Paulista were signed um very publicly on the back of statistics. They cost more than 50 million combined. Um, and look how that went. White, you know, he, he was 20, 21, 22 when he was in the championship. And he's not the biggest bloke at all. He's quite an athletic, uh, lean player. 
not the tallest either. So to play every single minute in the championship at 21, 22 at centre-back and excel says a lot about the other qualities he must have. Pat, where do you see the sort of real real strengths in the signing and, and, and sort of why he, he's worth what he is worth? I think his dribbling and passing ability is obviously what we've looked at, right? I mean, what some of the things that I mentioned before in terms of actually progressing the ball out, that kind of bottom right triangle of death, I used to call it. You'd pay 50 million to fix that. Mm. And the durability side of him obviously is, is, is very good as well. Um, I keep saying that, you know, although what Johnny said uh, in terms of him profiling, not amazingly from a statistical perspective, like every single coach I've spoken to, about him just absolutely loves him mm. they are all so hot on ben white and if you think about sorry you've just Yelsa's... name dropped all the coaches <laughs> all the coaches but like and, and then you think about professional coaches right like bielsa started him every single minute he could um potter's played him in like 15 different positions this season southgate's taken him as uh as his like kind of backup center back over you know guys like Ezri Konser and Fikayo Tomori which again I don't particularly agree with like, I'm, a, I'm a big Tomori fan for example but there must be something that all these I want to say top level quite kindly because I don't think Gareth the tactics is, is, yeah like they they all like all these coaches seem to, to love him and um you know I think what another thing that but, will probably Pat, be Pat. gone Go on, say you know who else <laughs> all the coaches love and always pick whenever he's available? Go on, Xhaka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should probably look at him, shouldn't we? Not, today. but anyway, uh, again, I, like, I don't want to get into that conversation. But um, the other thing that I think will be quite attractive to us and Arteta is probably his kind of flexibility in, in both the four and a three. Like mm-hmm. he does not look uncomfortable in either of those. Um, and I do think there is a decent chance that we'll play five at the back at points next season. Um, so, I mean, especially if we have like 19 centre-backs, right? But like, I just, I think there's enough there. And look, I think I tweeted this earlier, right? We have overpaid, but like you're o- always going to overpay for an English player, especially with Premier League experience. And it, it is only terrible if he's absolutely dog shit. Because like Ollie Watkins was what thirty five million, um, and he's been very very good for Villa, and they bought him from Championship. So if you're looking at like a twenty three year old centre back who has you know seven eight nine ten years ahead of him, he only has to be like a seven out of ten for five years for it not to be an awful signing. And considering Leeds bid what twenty five million from last summer. Lewis Dunk, we mentioned 45 million a couple of years ago. Harry Maguire, 85 million. I mean, City are talking about buying Jack Grealish for 100 million. Mm. It's, I think this is going to be the case, isn't it? And like one, one final thing I'd say, and this is slightly going away from profiling Ben White, but it's more of a, a, a general thing about kind of, I've seen a lot of tweeting about like, we shouldn't care about how Arsenal spend their money. Um, and I know JB has been doing a lot of firefighting against that. I think I was saying off air to you, uh pb like i i don't get how you can think that way because it directly impacts how much fun you have watching arsenal on the pitch if arsenal are bad off the pitch it's more likely that we're going to be bad on the pitch and i don't enjoy that and i don't think any arsenal fan enjoys that like we spent 
100 million on Granite Xhaka, Lucas Perez and Mustafi combined. We've spent, you know, we spent 55 million on Lacazette um, three or four years ago uh, on 180k a week. And if stuff like that doesn't work, we, we can't just buy ourselves out of it, right? Yeah, City the, bought... the, it's not your money, people. Yeah. I just me off. Like, yeah, it's, 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 I know it's, it's not my money, but I would rather we spent it well. Like, mm. this is not a difficult concept. But it is Arsenal fans who care the most about that. And I, I get that's because we have limited resources. What It's also because we've quick. got the best track record of fucking it up. Yeah. I'm sure Everton fans care a lot. Do you see my point about, like, not being able to buy ourselves out? Because we, look, City bought Nathan Ake, right, for £40 million. Again, another another good example of, you know, um, buying young centre-backs that are Premier League proven. Nathan Ake hasn't played much for City at all. Sometimes he's played at left back. But the City hierarchy will be like, well, if Ruben Diaz had a terrible season or a terrible start or um, John Stones got injured or Laporte had another long-term injury, we'd have looked quite good as a as a kind of transfer decision. And they'll get and you look at, back. And, and he, look, he like, if, they, if they sold him tomorrow, they'd sold him for like, they'd, sold him, they'd sell him for like near 30 million. So it wouldn't be terrible, right? Like teams pay five to eight million for for a loan for a season like Chelsea bought Timo Werner who's been the top scorer in Germany behind Lewandowski for the last three seasons for 55 million they're now looking at Erlen Haaland supposedly Arsenal can't do that so but it's it's the point that this white signing is we would get as as, as we've yeah. already said we would get our money back so the money for this deal, I, mean, I mean if if the Saliba I, I, thing wasn't on the table this is exactly the type of signing that we would all love like there wouldn't be this debate and if you look at like when we look at man city and say they've been good like forget ake what has cities like mo been for the last 10 years they've gone and said we need a guy in this position who is the best like under 23 player in europe just buy him that's Mm. all they've done and they've spent Big money on some and they've spent a bit less on others, like, but they'll go and spend 40 or 50 million a pop. And like, worst case, they get their money back. And best case, you know, Sane, 40 mil, got their money back with a year left on his contract. Um, De Bruyne was a lot. They were they were all expensive players, but they're also lower risk, right? You know, mm. we talk about transfer fee like it's the only thing. Um, and my issue with the white transfer fee, as we discussed, it's a resource allocation one. So if we don't get the midfielders that we need because we bought white, I have an issue with that. The white transfer in itself, like if your choice is 35 million on Mustafi or 50 million on white, that's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So, so profile ask, really ask, matters. Let, let me ask a quick question. Is buying Ben White 50 million more risky than giving a Bamiang who's 31 a 350k a week contract no. for three years. No. It's a much better. And like it comes back to the bigger point here, right? Which we've talked touched on before, which is like the problem at the heart of Arsenal Football Club is serious like value erosion over like a 10-year period. Mm. If you look back to like 2013, we were sitting on hundreds of millions of pounds in cash. We had more cash than anyone else in the league and a position to basically just throw our weight around in the market. And we didn't do it. And what happened in that period was then the transfer deals got bigger. Then other clubs had more money. And suddenly that cash that was literally just sitting in the bank relative to the rest of football was worth less. So when we did want to spend, we couldn't get as much. 
And on top of that, when we did spend, we made consistently bad decisions and spent it on players that didn't have resale, that we didn't sell well. So even when we did buy well, like Alexis, we ended up losing him for free. When we bought him for 30 million and had 60 on the table and decided to take zero, we didn't deal with That's the Ramsey such thing good correctly. Maths, isn't it? We didn't think, we didn't deal with the Ozil thing correctly. We've lost a ton. Of, Chesney went for 13 million. It's just bad mistake after bad mistake. And even when we get people on a cheap, we're just too happy to throw around big wages because we, I don't know why. And then we can't get rid of them. So I can't. I mean, I, I, I was saying off air as well, like with it's... all the. I can't sit here and say with like all the criticisms I have at the club that going and signing a 23-year-old who's got one year in the Premier League has just made it into the England squad and looks like he could play at that level for like close to 10 years is a bad move. I can't say that. That's exactly the type of transfer we should have been doing for the last 10 years. Now, if that comes at the expense of a midfielder, then we have a conversation. But in isolation, that has to be a good thing. Mm. Um. But even even more recently, right? We've spent sixteen million on Socrates on hundred k a week and sold him three years later to zero, mm. or two and a half years even for zero, or paid him to leave. Like I care Edu about the that. Genius. No, but I care about that. Well, I mean, I can't even say it's Edu's fault because he didn't buy him, right? So, like, it's it's like walking into a job and being like, here's a here's a fucking pet here's a here's a stale fish or some stale bread go sell it it's like it's not gonna happen is it do you know what i mean yeah. you should I, I, you should I, take I, um... over producing the apprentice <laughs> Look, i understand like, your point, and, and so, on, so that's what i mean sorry. like if if socrates like if we'd spent that money in a better way it would have actively had an impact on my enjoyment on where do you Arsenal think we would be because they signed in the same summer right so injuries aside where do you think we'd be if we'd given socrates's minutes to mavropanos it wouldn't have been different, honestly. Like, like what, uh, maybe one or two places lower at worst. Didn't Mavropanos just... get sent off in like his first and only? Yeah, that's just a right of passage. <laughs> I, I think you see what I mean, though. Like, the, the overall point I'm saying is you should care about how Arsenal spend their, their money because until Arsenal start winning off the pitch, it's the old money ball quote, quote when he goes. If we're not going, if we don't win on on the field, we're, we're not uh, off the field. We're not going to beat them on the field, and that's the exact same thing with Arsenal. Like so why would like I Leicester's not, want... not just magic, right? They, they've they've it's exactly that. They've put in the hard yards and made consistently good decisions over five plus years that have allowed them to be good on the pitch. It hasn't just happened. Hmm. I think on a general, look, we, we, we've started to talk completely general and, and what's happened over the last few years. And I think everyone agrees on, on from that perspective. I think the money, how, how we spend our money relative to this white deal is the discussion that I, I was looking to talk about in terms of we've all agreed there that, that it's a much more sensible move. So if we're overpaying by 10 million, should Arsenal fans be getting worked up on, on white if that's a good deal? You know, it, we're not talking about Socrates anymore. We're, we're, we're not signing, you know, a 30-year-old for, for 15 million or whatever. So personally, I think it's a step in the right direction. It, it, it might be a little bit over um, in terms of what he's worth on the market. But if it's the right profile and, it, and it's 10 million extra or whatever, I think it's a, a positive. Like he's 23. He's got 10 years as a defender, really, at the, at the top of his game. He probably won't hit his peak for another five or so years. So... 
it's the right type of profile. It is a lot of money, but um, I, I think overall it's uh, a signing that I can get behind. The only other positive I wanted to to quickly touch on was, Pat, you said about the ability to play in a back four, back five. I think for me, I think we're going to sort of stick with a four pretty much all yeah. the time. But I, I, think I think so. his ability to play as on the right side of a build-up um, three at the back. So you've got your two centre-backs and a jack or whoever his replacement is sort of being that that back three in the build-up excites me because it might mean that we can have advanced full-backs on both sides, for example. You've got White, who's played as a right-back, he's played as a right central midfielder and he's played as a right centre-back in a four and a five. So someone who's got real experience of all of those areas gives us a lot that we can do on the pitch. So that excites me as well about his signing. Before we go, um, we did get a question sent in by Mark Haley. Um, he said, fast forward one or two seasons, what determines if this signing is deemed successful? JB, what's your answer to that one? Oh, I think it depends who goes. Um, and I think, obviously it depends how good Ben White has been. But if Saliba goes, you're going to have side-by-side comparisons for forever, right? Yeah. And, you know, if if Saliba is in the French national team and playing for a top Champions League club and we're not back in the Champions League in two or three years, we're going to look like idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that's the right way to look at it because ultimately it's how good is Ben White for Arsenal. But that will be the comparison that everyone will be doing for eternity if that's the choice Arsenal do- Arsenal makes. Mm. This is very difficult, though, isn't it? Because I-, I could say Arsenal could be could come sixth in three seasons from now, which is an absurd thing to say. It's not mm-hmm. unrealistic. Could definitely happen if we're still shit. Mm-hmm. Ben White could be our best player in like two of these those three seasons up to there and be one of the reasons we've come that high up in the table you know does that does that does that mean it's successful maybe still a, yeah, or is it or is it or is it granite Xhaka syndrome where we're like he's our best central midfielder but he shouldn't be you know yeah like it's very difficult in to isolation say. is it a success well it's a success if he's good and we don't destroy his value right like that's just the simplest way of looking at a transfer. Yeah, I agree. If I turn around in three years and say we could sell Ben White for at least what we've paid for him, then it's fine, mm. right? Anything beyond that is great. Um, but it it's broader than that because at the point at which we're choosing to allocate 50 million of our budget, my view would be if Arsenal aren't competing aggressively to be back in the top four in three years, we haven't spent on the right players. But but signing White at 23 years old doesn't demand us. Obviously, we want to be back in the top four, but it doesn't. Like as Pat says, there, if we are sixth in in two three seasons and White is then our we've best not player, got things right. Sorry, we can finish sixth if we're not competing aggressively for the top four in two or three seasons. We've got something wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, the with our resources, yeah, yeah, it will be a different manager, right? It will be the same people owning the club. But does this signing not protect it? Because if White you know, pet scenario, who's our best player, but we're, we're sixth. He will be in the national team if he's Arsenal's best defender. 
Oh, 100%. And he would be able to be sold by for at least what we got him for, you'd expect. So this signing protects But, like, I can't sit here and say to you that Ben White gets us some... And, again, this is why it depends how much we spend this summer. Mm. I can't sit here and say Ben White gets us further in two or three years than, like, who are, like, a 50 million euro midfielder. Yeah. I mean, that's getting close to what people are saying Camavinga would cost, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, I and I'm think not saying he's the right guy, but it's like, what else can we now do? Mm. If if it's all our money, that's a big gamble. So, sorry, it's a big bet. If it's not, then fine, let's move on, right? If we spend 200 million this summer, I'm relaxed. Mm. But we're all in the dark about that. Yeah. I think, yeah, we're... We've we've had the conversation and we and we pick it up based on on what else we do. My personal view is we'll, we'll obviously be getting two central midfielders. Danny Sabah's gone back from loan. Granit Xhaka very close to move to to Roma. We're not going into the season with with Thomas Partey and El Nene as our only central midfield options. So I think we will do something in midfield. I think we're going to spend more than um, people who are scared of this signing potentially think we will. But um, yeah, we, we will only know at the end of the window. So so let's wait and see. I think we've all been fairly positive about the signing in general um, with those caveats of what else we do um, and obviously sort of what else happens with the other central defensive options and where White plays, back four, back five, right back. Left wing. Left wing, striker. CAM. Left Cheers, back. <laughs> in goal. So let's wait and see what happens. Uh, hopefully we haven't What cursed... would happen if we paid 50 million for Ben White and loaned him out? <laughs> Back to Brighton. That would be interesting. With, with Saliba. So, Saliba, him so to Brighton had... Loan him so and Brighton Saliba had... to Nice just to practice playing together. <laughs> it would be funnier if it was Brighton or Newcastle, though. Oh, I'd leave Twitter, I think. That would be <laughs> it. But, but right, we're I'd done. Get rid of you first. Mm. Hopefully we haven't cursed the signing of Ben White and when you're listening to this, you've just found out the transfer of Ben White has fallen through at the last hurdle. Next, Arsenal we'll be won. talking about Laconga <laughs> and his new club, Leicester. <laughs> so hopefully when you listen to this, it's all confirmed because we. it seems like things are coming to a conclusion and, and in the next few days or week or so, um, the deal should be wrapped up. So hopefully you've enjoyed our chat on White. We will continue to do some quick podcasts on new arrivals or big sales or transfer movements Arsenal make throughout the summer. We're not sticking to the, to the normal Monday schedule during this off season. Um, so follow us on Twitter at fresh Arsenal pod, and you'll see when our new podcasts come out. Also subscribe on whatever you're listening to. Well, whatever you're listening to, obviously subscribe to us, whatever you're listening on subscribe. And thank you very much for listening. I have been PB. I'm Ben White. <laughs> you weren't positive enough about yourself if you are Ben White. And we've imagine if he just pe- went on, just went on all these pods trying to big himself up. <laughs> oh, he's definitely worth fifty million. Uh, are you going to plug plug your Twitter for us? Yeah, why not? At p e t b e r i s h a. But uh, is there any point following me anymore? <laughs> just complain about Arsenal at this rate. Mm. But like not as well as JB. Stop yeah. it. I'm the more positive one at Ollie Price Bates. If you, if you like to think positively, in but not life. for long. 
give me at, at Ollie Block Bates. Oh, don't get me started. Really? Don't get me started. Right, thank you very much. This has been the French Arsenal podcast. We will speak to the you French. soon. Right. Merci. Network.